What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Welcome to the Picture Book Look Podcast. I'm Kim Chafee. And I'm Kirstie Call. Together, we'll share some of our favorite picture books and chat with their creators to explore the journey from story idea to bookshelf. We'd love you to join us as we take a picture book look. Hey, Kim. Hey, Kirsty. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm so excited because we are going to have a conversation today. We are. It's always nice to have a conversation with you. <laughs> it is always <laughs> nice. And our topic for conversation is such an important one. We're going to talk about agents and agenting. Yes. It's a big one in the publishing world, isn't it? People are wanting to know all things, what it's like to have an agent. And why. And, and how to get one. There are how to get so rid of one. many things to talk about. <laughs> yes. There so, are so many angles to take. This could probably be a multi-episode podcast, oh, it but totally we're going to narrow it down to one for today. <laughs> <laughs> and let's start by talking about our journey. Like, what is your journey okay. to getting an agent? My, my journey to getting an agent. My journey to getting my first agent um, was... I think probably in the middle. I don't want to say it was short and it happened overnight because it certainly didn't. But I don't think it was too long, which was nice. It was like three <laughs> years, right? I think it was about three years, yeah. And I actually – I got my first book contract and had my first book published before I got my agent. So that – my journey was maybe a little bit different from someone else who – um, was submitting to agents only, right? Because I, I mean, was submitting to both. I actually have the same story, which is kind of funny. Except for it took me six years, so double the time to get double an agent. Double the time. Mm-hmm. I also had a book before I got my agent, and I don't think it had anything to do with me actually getting the agent. Right. I don't think. I don't think my book did either. I think. It maybe made me feel a little bit more confident in my writing ability, which I don't necessarily think that's a good thing because I don't think external validation is <laughs> the way to go. Um, but, you know, I, it it certainly helped my confidence um, going into right. a conversation or a phone call with an agent. But uh, I don't think it helped me land my first agent by any means. So, yeah. So... Where where did we find agents? Where did you find yours? I found mine through 12 by 12, actually. Well, my first one through 12 by 12. We so love 12 by 12. We love 12 by 12. And you get this opportunity to submit to agents. And I did that and was able to get my first agent because I had that opportunity from 12 by 12. Which is wonderful. Yes, they do have that little golden book level of membership, which... Um, offers you the opportunity, what, once a month, right? Yes. To submit to agents, which is fantastic. I did not find my agent that way. My agent um, came to me through a conference, actually. I attended a conference in Rhode Island. It was um, 
Wow. It was like a retreat. It was really so fun. It was wonderful. It was really wonderful. It doesn't exist anymore, sadly. But uh, there were there were three agents that were at that retreat. And after the retreat, we had the opportunity to submit. And that was how I found my first agent. And I know that happens a lot. So if you go to conferences and there are uh, agents there that participate, maybe they give presentations, maybe they provide critiques, then generally you have the opportunity to submit to them um, after the conference. Not that they're not all, most of them anyway, open to submissions, but some of the agents close. And so if there is an agent that is close to submissions and they're going to a conference and you want to submit to them, that might be a way to get your foot in the door, so to speak. It's a great way. Also, if you see the opportunity to take a webinar where an agent is right. presenting, you usually will have the chance to submit to them later. Also, you know, things like Twitter pitches. Well, not Twitter, X, whatever. <laughs> yes, you, X pitches. There are pitch parties for picture books where you pitch your picture book and an agent or an editor might like it, and then you have the opportunity to submit. Yes. There are lots of different ways to find an agent. I think Manuscript Wishlist is also a website that um, editors and agents are part of, and you can go on there and search agents, because we're talking about agents today, and you can see what they're interested in, what kinds of books they represent, what they're looking for, uh, and that's that's a helpful place to look for agents as well. Yes, it is a really helpful place, and it's always nice to know what they want when you're submitting, if you really are writing the types of things that they want. Let's say you get the call, and you you have this the agent call. call. What are we? <laughs> what are the questions that we should be asking? The call. I know this. It's so so exciting. It's so exciting and so scary all at the same time. It's like a wonderful experience when you get the email that an agent wants to talk to you about your work. Um, questions that I have asked and I think are important to ask are first communication style. I think that's really important. I think if you are someone who is looking for your agent to communicate with you on a frequent basis or be it via email, be it via Zoom chat, however it is that you prefer, then that's something that you want to ask because if they are, that's not their communication style and you are not okay with it, that's probably not a relationship that's going to work out for you? What's the time frame that they typically take to respond to emails or respond to manuscripts that you submit for editorial feedback? And also, um, like, do they tell you when you get rejections? My right. first agent yes. didn't actually really tell me and didn't have a spreadsheet. The second agent, love her. We have a spreadsheet, yes. and I know, you know, when she sends things out, when she nudges. And I think that leads me into the second most important question 
and maybe it's not, I'm not really going in any order, I guess, <laughs> because I think transparency, that speaks to transparency, and that's super important. You want to know how your agent is going to communicate with you, who they are sending your submissions to, and what kind of communication that they have had with the editors. That is extremely important. There have been a few instances of, uh, we'll call them agents and quotes, air quotes, um, <laughs> where they just were not doing their job they didn't and do were what not they said transparent they were doing. about it. Yes. Right. And the authors were the ones that really suffered because they thought their work was being submitted and it wasn't. And Right. So that brings us to what are the benefits of having an agent? And then also, what are some things to look for that make us understand that we don't want to work with that agent anymore? What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. In terms of benefits, of course, it, it cuts back on your work, right? You don't have to send your submissions yourself. And also they can send to big houses, which we can't do on our own without an agent. They're a really good gatekeeper. They are. They are. And I think they're your cheerleader, right? So they are the ones that are championing your work, to these editors and putting your stories in front of them. And like you said, you're not doing that work yourself. That is something your agent is taking on. And when they put the stories out, they also receive the offers. And, you know, I, I say they will receive the offers because I'm hopeful for everyone <laughs> listening to the <laughs> podcast that they will receive offers. And for me, having an agent now... I feel so much more comfortable going into and signing a contract for a story because I know that that agent is the professional that is looking out for me and my work and my career as an author. And so if something is in that contract, I know that it's been gone through by my agent and I can feel comfortable signing it and not have to worry that I might be missing something or misinterpreting something in there with all the legal jargon that That's such a goes good into benefit. a contract. It's so important. And exactly, exactly. So that is that is one thing 
um, that I really appreciate having. And also, you know, we share the same agent. We love Charlotte so much. She's wonderful. And one of the things I really think is a huge benefit is having her editorial feedback. I mean, not all agents are editorial, but ours is. And her eyes on a piece of my work, it's more of like an objective set of eyes, right? (laughs) Yes, and she does such a phenomenal job. (laughs) She does. And as much as, you know, your critique groups are objective and your friends that are writers that might not be in your critique group but are are objective, it's just kind of – it's different. It's a different set. She is looking at it – from a, a different point of view. So right. she knows I also really sell, appreciate that. Right? That's her job. Yes. And mm-hmm. I think that's a really good question to ask when you're talking to a prospective agent. Like, are you an editorial agent? Are you someone who's going to look yes. at my work and help it be better? Or do you just send it out when I think it's ready? And right. the thing about that that I think that I love about working with Charlotte is that she does she does help me make it better. Also, there are mm-hmm. pieces that I've written that she doesn't like, and that's normal. Right. There's probably no agent who's going to love every single thing that you write. And so you do want to make sure that you have an agent that is going to champion your work, that loves most of your work. <laughs> mm-hmm. But also isn't afraid to be honest with you if they think something isn't working. And to know that that's not a personal decision, like that that's completely business, right? Like, you know, the piece of writing might be great. They might like it, but they also might think that it's not going to sell. So timing, they have a kind of a, a good idea as to what's happening, what's selling, because that is all they are doing. I think it's completely, like you said, normal that they're not going to want to send out everything that you write. That said, if they don't want to send out anything that you write, that might be <laughs> time to part ways. That is that is correct. That is correct. And um that's a good that's a good sign that it might be time to find a new agent. If you just don't seem to be seeing eye to eye on your work, then that partnership just isn't going to be beneficial to you and your career. So as hard as it is, and I know this because I did this. You did this. <laughs> to part ways with your hard. agent. And, you know, it's, it, again, it was nothing personal. And this, the agent that I had, my first agent was a great agent, just not the right agent for me. So that is something that I think people need to be mindful of is you can have a great agent, but if they don't have the same vision for your work that you do, then it might be time to part ways. And it is so hard to part ways because it's so hard to get an agent. I mean, it took me six years to get an agent. Right. It is so hard to do it, but both of us are on our second agent and mm-hmm. And there so are much lots better. of people in, in the kidlit world who are on their third or fourth agents and they're still, I mean, they're selling, they're selling stories. And I have to say that, you know, this fit right now is so much better than the fit with my first agent. I'm so happy with the agent that I have right now. So we love you, Charlotte. (laughs) 
Yes. So this that's, is a little, it's a little Charlotte love fest. Yes, it is. And I want to talk a little bit about how we work differently. Even though we have the same agent, we work differently that with is, her. Yes. And she's so we good do. with being flexible and working with us the way that we want to be worked with. Like, I love to have a meeting with her once a month where we talk about what I'm going to work on for the month, what she's going to submit, what I should focus on, because I have about five gazillion projects <laughs> to do. work on all at once. You do. And so it really <laughs> helped. That's one reason why I love having an agent. She can help me hone in on what's saleable. <laughs> what yes. ideas do I have that actually might become books and focus on those? Maybe not the other ones that are, you know, ideas that mm-hmm. may sell later or may never sell. <laughs> right. Because that's the reality of it, right? And and her providing guidance for you is wonderful. And yeah, we, we do. We work very differently. I think that having that once a month check-in call is awesome. Uh, I, I don't have that check-in call. I mean, I suppose if I wanted that, I could suggest that to Charlotte, and I'm sure she would be on board with it. It's probably not a bad idea. It probably would make <laughs> me a little bit more focused. I think we've all understood that my time management <laughs> and organization isn't quite what yours is, Kirsty, but I'm working on it. <laughs> but and and for me, Charlotte and I, we work the way that we work is we I reach out to her when I need her for something and she reaches out to me. And if if I haven't reached out to her in a little while, she'll check in with me to see how things are going. It's a little bit more of a it's more organic. It's more organic, which there's nothing wrong sure. with that. No, it works for us. It works for me right now at this point. And who knows what the future, you know, will hold as far as how our communication style will will change if need be. Maybe I'll get a little bit more on the ball. <laughs> that was my goal for 2024, right? Um, Love it. Yeah, I just, I think that's really an interesting perspective that we have the same agent, but we work differently and it what we do works for both of us. Right. And I think that's the most important thing to remember is that every journey to publication is different. There are yep. so many different right ways to do something. There's not just one right way to have an agent or to get your books published or to write your manuscripts. There are so many right ways to do this. Absolutely. And I think for some people not having an agent might be the right way for them to have their career. I think it's just different as far as what your what your goals are for your writing and you'll need to decide that for yourself. That's not really something anyone can can tell you right or wrong. Right. I just want to say we are open to your questions. So if you have more questions about agenting or any kind of question, you can send us your question. You can send us a message on Instagram. You can DM us on Instagram. That's probably the fastest way to get to us. Um, or you can leave a question on the Instagram post in the que- in the comments section for this episode. Right. And we're happy to answer your questions. We're, we really love this opportunity to kind of talk to each other about things that we've had a lot of experience with over the years between the two of us. <laughs> yes, we have. And a hopefully it helps other people. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can learn from our mistakes exactly. and from 
are experiences. Mistakes are happy accidents. They're just learning experiences. Um, so that's, yes, that's the, the goal of conversations with Kim and Kirsty is to provide our knowledge to you. <laughs> and I think we should end this with happy looking. If you're looking for an agent. Yes. I love that. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. All right, everyone. Happy, Happy looking. looking. Picture Book Look is produced by Kirsty Call and Kim Chafee. Music and sound engineering by James Call. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.